Shall we? Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. And joining us now, Jay Morrison, uh, covers the Bengals for The Athletic. Jay, welcome. It's been a while. How are you, sir? It hurt you to call them a good team, didn't it? I, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no, I've always told people, I'm like, listen, I, when they were had six wins in two years, and I was like, and I'm crazy for saying that they weren't good. I mean, they won six games in two years. I've always said when they started winning, I would have no choice. I'm not as unfair as people think, but yes, they are pretty good. They are pretty good. So there's a, you know, but Deshaun Watson's here now, and you know, now it's just going to make things real interesting. So we'll see. But uh, Jay, we appreciate you taking time and, uh, and hanging out with us. And you know, yes, it did pain me to say that because the Bengals are good, and they're not just good. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last season, and now they're in a spot that they're not used to being. And not just the Super Bowl, but at the back of the draft. It's kind of boring. I mean, how do your job is usually fun this time of year? Usually this is the time of year where you really make a name for yourself, right, Jay? It's kind of boring talking about the, the scrap players at the bottom of the first round, right? I'm usually on draft mock draft eight by now. <laughs> I just my, my first mock draft came out on Monday, so I, I don't mind that part of it. It's been a very short, truncated off season. It feels like we've hardly been able to catch our breath. I wouldn't say it's boring. Um, it's it's interesting. It it really you know last year it was it came down to two guys it was a sore chase. Now at thirty one, it's every options on the table. I mean they're not going to go quarterback obviously, but they could. There are so many different directions they could go. I think that's what makes it interesting to see because that was part of my mock draft exercises. I think they're going to go cornerback in the first round. But Paul Daner, when he did his draft, he had him taking a corner. I didn't want to follow that same path, so I tried to see what it would look like if they went O line with thirty one. And it's it's hard. They've they've got they still have some needs they need to address, and it's you have to prioritize them because I I don't think it's going to be best player available. I think they have to start looking down the road. They're going to be paying Joe Burrow fifty million dollars a year next year and a bunch of other big contracts. They, they need to hit this draft hard and, and get some guys that can be quality starters for the next two, three, four years on their rookie deals. Uh, t- you know, in, in your rate latest mock draft, I mean, what position do you have them going at at 31? Because a couple I've seen, I mean, and I don't even know how far down you have Tyler Linderbaum falling. I mean, as every mock draft has come out, I've, I've seen this kid kind of drop a little bit more and more. The center out of Iowa, Tyler Linderbaum is the one I've seen most recently from on the ESPN side of things. Obviously, you don't give a rip about ESPN because you're the athletic. So mm-hmm. uh, wh- wh- where do you have the Bengals going at number 31? Yeah, now everyone, I, I ran a bunch of simulations, and Linderbaum was gone in most of them, so I didn't go. I think if okay. he's there, he's the guy. I, that would be the pick. Um, will he be there? Who knows? You're, you're, the more you hear, not just from these these mock simulators, but from actual people that kind of know what other teams are thinking, it, it, it sounds like he could still fall that that wow. far. I went with Green, the the, the guard from, from Texas A&M. I just think even with all the the – they did good signing three starters on the offensive line in free agency. You still have that. It's either a gaping hole or it's a giant question mark, however you want to look at it, but left guard, they have a lot of faith in Jackson Carmen, but a lot of it isn't based on physical skills. It's about his ability to mature and become a pro. And you just, I don't know that you can bank on that. They're hoping that he, he, kind of wins that job and takes it over this year and he's he's in he's entrenched for years to come but after what they saw last year you can't bank on that so why not 
get one more quality body to throw at that and just really have a wide open competition in training camp and best man wins. You you can have four really good offensive linemen and then one big hole and all of a sudden that's not a good offensive line. You talked about some of the big contracts coming up for the Bengals, and you know you look at the Stephon Diggs deal that was made earlier today, uh, the Deshaun Watson deal that totally changed things in the NFL across the board for how the NFL or for how the quarterback position is going to be handled moving forward uh, with a fully guaranteed contract. You know, if Deshaun Watson is getting 230 guaranteed, you know what's Joe Burrow going to get as he continues to ascend and continues to improve year in and year out? You see Stephon Diggs, and you just see this wide receiver uh, position and the money just continuing to go up and up and up at that. I mean, so you look at Joe Burrow coming up, and, and obviously Jamar Chase, only a rookie, or is heading into his second year, but T. Higgins is going to be due for some big change coming up. It's obvious the money is going to be pumped into Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and then they have a lot of decisions to make. Is is this why we're seeing the Bengals drag their feet when it comes to Jesse Bates, Jay? What, what exactly is going on with that? And I've thrown out before that if you look at some of the, the top teams contending at the Super Bowl every year, if you I started pulling where their financial where they've been kind of you know putting their money, not a lot of it's in that safety position. It's not that they don't value Jesse Bates, but is it that they don't financially value that position to be able to to commit to him long term? Do you see that being why maybe they're dragging their feet when it comes to Bates? I I think part of it is just they're so far apart. Jesse Bates wants to be paid as the top safety in the league, and that's that's a big ask because you're right. It's not a premium position. Is he worth it? Worth it? Uh, maybe. Uh, the way he played in the postseason last year, he played much better in the postseason than he did in the regular season, and he was a big reason for that run. But, yeah, it's, it's coming down to how he wants a lot more per year than the Bengals are willing to pay, and they want a lot of it in guaranteed money, and that's not – the way the Bengals typically do business. I was I was still optimistic before the combine, but after the combine and then now, especially after free agency, I just I, I think this is going to be it. I think this is going to be Jesse's last year in stripes. Um, they, they certainly would love to have him back, but it's you, you do have to keep looking ahead, and it's not just Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. It's Logan Wilson too, and there's there's going to be more. There's there's guys coming up that they had a really good draft in 2020 that they're going to have to pay those guys next off season. So. Um, as, as much as they like Jesse, as much as Jesse likes it here, it just it, it feels like a business decision where they're going to have to part ways at the end of the season. Obviously, Lyle Collins was the big splash free agent addition yeah. to the team and everything like that. So much that people were hearing that he was leaving town, but the Cincinnati Bengals didn't let him leave town before he signed that contract. What other moves out there free agent-wise can the Cincinnati Bengals make? Yeah, I think they're about done. You, you, people look at what it says they have under the cap, but the way the Bengals have always done this, they allocate money for, for injury contingencies and for the draft picks and all this other stuff. And you look at how they do their books. They're, they are about done. I, I, I still think they're going to bring back Kevin Huber um, to, to compete with Drew Christman as a, punt, as a punter. And I do think Trey Flowers, who played a, a pretty substantial role for them as kind of that extra cornet, that hybrid cornerback in, in safety. I think he's looking to get starter money because he was a starter in Seattle before he came to Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are willing to go there. If he's, if he's still out there and his, his market's not going where he wants it to be, I think they will resign him. And maybe one of those veteran corners. Um, there's still a lot of those guys out there. They're on the wrong side of 30, but the the fact that they're all still out there, that, that market could really crater. And if they could get bring in a guy in May like they did with Eli Apple last year for just a million or two, 
I could see him doing something like that, but no more splashes coming. They're pretty much done as far as free agency goes. So I, I joked last week because people are used to me piling on the Bengals, but I said, <laughs> look, if the Bengals have the worst draft in the history of the franchise coming up, they're still going to get an A-plus for me for their offseason moves because they did exactly what they needed to. I felt they needed to put more emphasis on it last year, but obviously they, they made sure that they addressed the protection of Joe Burrow in free agency, and they wasted no time doing it. So if they are done making moves outside of the picks that they're going to select coming up in the draft, I think that the moves that they have made are, are great for what the Bengals' deficiencies were last year, but that's compared, you know, everyone just assumes that, well, they were in the Super Bowl last year, and they would have won if they just had a split second more time to protect Joe Burrow. Everyone could still picture Jamar Chase wide open up that sideline to win the Super Bowl. But the point I keep trying to make is, is yes, that that's what the team needed last year to maybe complete the deal, but the AFC, it's just a completely, it was good last year. It's a completely different animal this year. Did they make it, they made enough moves to, uh, of course, protect Joe Burrow, but do you think they've made enough moves moves to you know keep pace with where they were at last year and keep pace with how much some of the other top teams in the AFC have improved, especially in the division. Browns and Ravens were good last year until injuries. Now they're healthy and now one has an elite quarterback and the Ravens will get the running backs back and you know they're gonna add some receivers. Is there any concern at all that maybe they haven't made enough moves to get back to where they were last year in the Super Bowl? Yeah, there is. I mean that's a huge question. It's they did do a good job, and not just the guys they signed, but the, the way they played the Collins thing. They didn't panic. They didn't trade for him and give up a fourth-round pick. They they thought that he would get released and that they would be able to pounce, and they did. So everything's gone right, but it is. This AFC is so loaded now, and they're not going to go through this year as healthy as they did last year. They were really blessed last year. They they had very few starters miss games due to injury. That's You, you know that it's just going to come back the other way this year. They're going to have to deal with that. And while they have a good starting lineup, I don't know that they have a great depth roster as of yet. And it's just the whole, you look at it, you look through history, the team that loses the Super Bowl really struggles the following year. There's just something about getting that close and losing it, and it's just hard to climb that hill again. So that's something they're going to have to fight through. And the whole harder schedule thing you they had a they their schedule was not that tough last year and it gets a whole lot harder this year now playing a first a first place schedule so there's there's a lot of things working against them and and, and let's not forget that was a magical run i mean everything went their way in the postseason and can you replicate that again it's just that the odds are stacked against them that they're going to be able to get back but at least they're in the game they, they've got a starting lineup and maybe an improving roster too that's good enough but you're right <laughs> look at that AFC and it is it's crazy how loaded it is this year it's gonna be fun to watch what was your first reaction to the Deshaun Watson contract um I was stunned that they would give that much guaranteed money to him um and I I don't know I talked to Katie Blackburn about this when we were down at the owners meetings last week and you know what what kind of ripple effect that's going to have because now is that every quarterback going to want that kind of guaranteed money and the Bengals don't like giving out guaranteed money period let alone <laughs> 230 million dollars or maybe Joe Burrow does the Tom Brady thing and he's smart enough to know that hey if if I want to win Super Bowls every year I can't be making 50 million a year and maybe he, he it's not a hometown discount but he he spreads it out and backloads it more and has more of a team-friendly deal so they can keep pieces around him. It's going to be a really fascinating 
negotiation next offseason. But, yeah, this year when the Deshaun Watson thing happened, I was I was stunned that they gave him that much money because who knows? I mean, I, obviously they backloaded it, but he may not play that much this year. Yeah, we get a lot of calls and people saying Joe Burrow, he loves his team, he loves his franchise, he wants to win and everything like that. From everything that you know about Joe Burrow, where do you gauge his personality in this whole money thing? Because, you know, from the outside looking in, we could just make up a billion one things. Like, me and Kenner's perspective is, you know, hey, man, a lot of these athletes take as much money as they can get because they have a short life expectancy to play this game. And then people always point to Tom Brady and everything like that. But not everybody has a supermodel wife who's worth over a billion dollars. Exactly. That's the thing. And, and and I don't, it's hard to speak for Joe Burrow because I still never talked to the man one-on-one with COVID and we can't get in the locker room. But May 2nd, finally, we get in the locker room. I'm looking forward to actually shaking his hand and introducing myself in person for the first time. As crazy as that sounds, as wow. he's been on the team for two years. But, you know, obviously you, you can tell winning is the number one priority for him, but still it's, you, you you, it's not going to be a hometown discount. It's not going to be anything along those lines, but there is, there's a balance there of, of having more of a team friendly deal where you can keep the pieces around you and still get your money on the, on the back end of the deal. The Bengals don't like to do that. So it is, there's, there's going to be some butting heads, but I'd be stunned. They've done this before. They made, they made Carson the highest paid player in the league. Um, they, they gave Andy Dalton, I think he was top yep. four or five when they, they gave him his first huge deal. I think Boomer was even the highest paid quarterback in the league at one point. They're, this team, this franchise is not afraid to pay quarterbacks. So it, it's going to get done next year. It's just going to be really interesting to see the ins and outs of the, of the contract and how it's structured. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause what my counter to that always is, is like when, at, or when, when, callers call in and say, well, Joe Burrow loves this team. He's going to take less money. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine that you think that. But (laughs) if you think that and he does take every dime that he is available to him, does that make him a bad guy? I'm here to say no. I know I'm one to to find every reason I can to twist it here or there and make a pretzel out of it. But no, uh, Joe Burrow should get every dime that is in his space because that first contract for him, that could be like we're seeing it with some of the older quarterbacks, maybe not Aaron Rodgers, but you know, you get your big contracts up front. And then if you want to take a temp- team friendly deal on the back end as you realize your career's winding down and, oh man, maybe I need to take less money so I can get one more on my way out or something. But uh, I don't know what to make of that. So, and I agree with you, the, the organization, Last week, I was actually arguing with Bengals fans, defending the Bengals. I've never really viewed that. I know they, the perception is they're very cheap, Jay, that they're a cheap organization. I'm like, I, I've never viewed them as cheap, cheap. I mean, they spend money. I don't think they spend money in, in the most intelligent of ways at times, but they're willing to spend the money. I mean, they spent $250 million coming into this offseason over the last two. They're willing to spend it. Have they spent it well? I mean, they were just in the Super Bowl last year. But let me ask you, I have confidence, and this is the last thing, and we will let you go. We appreciate you giving us time. I'm confident that they're willing to spend money on the quarterback position, but you kind of alluded to it a little bit ago with the guaranteed money aspect of it. If Joe Burrow, even if he comes in and says, look, I'm not going to ask for 230, but I want 200 fully guaranteed, that's it's the guaranteed aspect that's going to make this interesting as far as how aggressive Burrow is going to be in the negotiation process of this. And the second thing you said that caught my attention, which I agree with, usually after year three is when these QBs start putting the pressure on the organizations to get a deal done. Are we talking a fully guaranteed deal? I mean, could that be the hiccup? And I know you've touched on it lightly, but that's where I see this really getting dicey is the guaranteed aspect of it. The organization's never been about it. That's why they might lose Jesse Bates. I'm not saying they're willing to let Joe Burrow go over guaranteed money, but it could lead to some ugly holdouts maybe or maybe a, a you know a tag or what. I, I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see where this goes. 
Yeah, I am too. I think they'll get it done. I don't think it'll be super contentious. They'll find a way. It's it's kind of ever since Joe Burrow's gotten here, it, it's kind of gone out the window. Well, that's not how the Bengals do things. It's it's turned into what Joe wants. Joe gets. I mean, they're talking about building an indoor facility. They they're spending big dollars in free agency on interior offensive linemen. They're doing all, they're doing all these things that they they have never done before. They they listen to Joe Burrow, and it's not like he's running the team, but they they very much take into account what he's thinking and what he wants. And um, I I do I don't think you're going to see the the 230 or over that guaranteed, but I do think you're going to see way more guaranteed money than they've ever given a player before. That's that's how important he is to this franchise and how important they view him as, as getting that done next offseason and getting that behind them. Well, uh, I guarantee you this, the uh, the front office of the Chargers and the Bengals, it's a race to get their quarterback a deal, I tell you that much, because it's one thing to look at uh, Deshaun Watson's deal and say, okay, maybe that's not the precedent moving forward, but if the Chargers do a similar deal as Deshaun in Cleveland, now all of a sudden, that's, start, that's the, the trend, and, and that's where I would really start to worry. I think that the next team, if I'm the Bengals, I want to get this deal done as fast as possible before the, the trend is that type of deal getting done more consistently, but we shall see. Jay Morrison covers the Bengals for the Athletic. Jay, thanks so much. Great hearing from you. All right. Good talking to you guys. All right. Jay Morrison covers the Bengals for the Athletic. Good stuff from him. Lots to dive into uh, as we dissect some things that he said that really caught my attention. So Deshaun Watson gets $230 million guaranteed. Jay doesn't believe that that's what Joe Burrow will get in Cincinnati. If, if, if he's right, you fans are lucky. If he's right, you fans are lucky. And uh, we'll discuss next. 